Okay, good start. Okay. We'll speak about the time slots on the calendar, known as the three weeks that we just started last night. As we know that we Shabbat was pushed off, the first was pushed off from Shabbat. It was supposed to be Shabbat morning, but it became good hate and And we have now three weeks now coming up to Shabbat. And these three weeks must be spoken about. This understanding of this time, what this means. What are these weeks all about? Yes, of course, we know. We start a fast day today, and then a fast day coming up. And my Shabbos is before that. What are these fasts all about? And what's the point? Middle of summer, everybody's out on the beach, enjoying life. Some of us are fasting now. What's the idea? Can't go here, can't go there. What's happening? So, in Megillat Echa, Yirmiyahu Nabi, end of the first Tukum Gdash, first temple, Hashem sent him to speak to the people and give them Musar to chastise the people who should come back and repentance and Teshuvah before it's too late. And Hashem tells him, Yahweh, we need it for Zat Hashem. He's coming week with Aftara. That's just coming Shabbat. What do you see in Mayan? And the Prophet says in the vision he saw Hashem, what I see, he sees a stick, an almond, an almond branch. Hashem says, Oh, you saw very well. Because I'm very quick in my work to do what I want to do now. And Hazal explained to us that the almond is the fastest tree to blossom. From the time it's not budding till it's full ripe, ripening, is 21 days. The amount of days that is from today's fast to Tishabad, 21 days. Which means today the city was busted open in the old Yerushalayim, and they finally built the temple on Tishabad, the ninth day of Hashem, which is the city today. So Hashem is giving a message to Yerushalayim, to the people. But he's not going to wait. He's in a hurry. It's been too long. Pushed off. The Teshuvah, that was not done. The repentance, that was not done. And he gave it 21 days to make that Teshuvah. If to make Teshuvah, he's going to work out. But if not, Hashem was telling him he was going to finish the deal in those three weeks. By the time we being destroyed and shut out. So we understand we just started a certain time now on the calendar that brings us back to history. Something very important to take into account that these three weeks that we can get close to Akkadosh Baruch As you know, we don't commemorate. Jewish people, it's not Veterans Day, we say it all the time. It's not someday I take out a flag or go on a march, we actually move to the time, which means in the time slot that is passing now, 
had all the greatness in life that took place in the, in the past. The Maharsha, the Masechet Bechorot Afhet Amudalif, he makes a comparison, these 21 days, with the 21 days of Sibihot and happiness, which start Rosh Hashanah, which is Aleph Tishrit, through Yom Kippur, the 10th day of Tishrit, through Hadith Sukkot, through the final Hosha'anah Rabbah, the final seal, which is the 21st day of Tishrit. Exactly 21 days, corresponding 21 days now. And the Maharshah explains that just as the 21 days from Rosh Hashanah to Hosha'anah Rabbah is a process of cleansing oneself from sin, and getting forgiven, even through Sukkot, you know, Sukkot is a time of happiness, but it's a time of Teshuvah through happiness. Before Sukkot, Kippur, that's the more time of fear of the judgment and Teshuvah. Whereas Sukkot is happiness, of Teshuvah of happiness. Up to Rabbah, those 21 days, just as those 21 days are, are a process and a combination of getting cleansed from sin and getting forgiven, so to these 21 days, which looked troublesome days of the fasting days, these days, are the process and cleansing of the sins through the suffering that took place of these three weeks. This is the Maharshal says. He makes this comparison, which is, reveals a very big secret to us about these days. All those who ran after the people, which means Yerushalayim, ran after her, or to Am Yisrael, they caught up to her, Ben Amitarim, between the boundaries. The boundaries referring to the day of Shabbat Shabbat Tammuz and Shabbat They broke the city on this day, and they just kept killing and pillaging and destroying the place till they got to the Temple Mount, the Shabbat when they destroyed the Temple. And the Ba'alea Musar, the Ba'al Shem the big rabbis, they say that there's a very big message in these three two weeks. It's hinted in this pasuk. means those people who run after HaKadosh Baruch Hu and they want to get close to Hashem, they can attain it, they can get there much easier than Amit Karim on these few weeks. As a mashal, you had this king who's sitting in his house, people are scared, not everybody can enter inside the house, especially the inner chambers, unless he's really invited and called. Well, let's say this king goes on, he goes on to a, on a trip. And he passes through a different city, goes to the marketplace, wants to see what's happening in different cities. He's not in his palace anymore. Then he's like a regular pedestrian. People see him, not everybody knows who he is. And those who know who he is can just walk over to him and, has a, oh, and talk to him freely. And they can ask him for certain things, and maybe they get them much easier, because he's available. He's not sitting on the throne. He can't walk in. That's the mashal, the parable. The application is that at this time, a person has 
the reshut, the permission to get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he, and he can answer them. When it comes to Rosh Hashanah, oh, it's a whole different story. Melech Hashem, the king is sitting on his high chair of, of judgment. We try with the Shafar to, put him, to ask Hashem, please go on the Kiseh of Rahamim, the chair of mercy, but still, the entire 21 days is a day, a time of judgment. And who knows what's going to be? As we know, what took place to see up to now already was already the, the start of the Rosh Hashanah last year. This past year. And those days, we need more merits to get inside the palace. A person goes one by one, it says. And he looked at very, very carefully, scrupulously. Not, not so easy. But these two weeks, the king is on the field. As we say, the Shekhinah is the representation of Hashem in this world. It's a Kiddushah Hashem put in this world. Representation of him, of his Kiddushah. And the Shekhinah is running away. The temple was being destroyed. These two weeks, they built the city. The Shekhinah didn't have much place. Which means the king... Hashem himself, as of this day, Yachon, is in exile these two weeks. And you may meet up with him. As the Rabbi Lebelech said, if I said by Yeshev, that he heard from his Rebbe, the Magadim, the Zerich, he says, we know that in the exile, there are people who have merit to Ruach HaKodesh, sometimes even easier than time of the Nadim. They can get the Holy Spirit upon them. In the old days of the prophets, as Rambam explains, Rambam explains, they have to prepare themselves at the very special level to get prophecy that Hashem should speak to them. And Rabbi Zimashal, Rabbi Zimelech, close to what we just said, a man, a king was sitting in his palace, and his, his, one of his loved ones, his friends, wanted to invite him to his house. The duke, let's say the duke, wants to the king. The king gets upset at him. You think it's... It's to me. In his, in his overnight hotel, hotel. And what would he find a clean place? All right, some little village. I want to stay there. When the temple was around, and we had the Kodesh HaKodeshim. And a person wanted to get Holy Spirit upon him, he had to do a lot of work. But now in the exile, with the Shekhinah is an exile, as long as a person is willing to take the king inside, please come stay in my lodgings. I have a simple house, but come stay, which means to say, I'm not the best person, but I'm trying to be a person, trying to be good. Hashem will come to him. What a chance we have these three weeks, Rabotai. What a chance we have to be able to host the Kaddish Baruch Hu's greatness, holiness, in our midst in these few weeks in a much easier way than, than the other 21 days. And that's why it's so important in these days, starting today, to get close to whatever way we can. I'll read you Halambam, a quote from Halambam. Halachot Ta'aniyot, Terek Hamishi. Yes, Sham Yamim, there are there the days that all of Israel fast on these days because of the troubles that took place. And Rabbi tells us a very big secret. 
What's the reason why we're fasting today for? What's the fast for? In order to awaken the hearts, to open the pathways of the repentance of the Shuvah, and that this should be a memory for our evil deeds and the deeds of our forefathers that are like the war, like the deeds of, that we have today, that of course them and us those troublesome times. That by remembering these things, We'll be able to better our ways and confess and come close to our Kaddish Baruch And one of these days, he, quote, he says the days, the fourth fest during the year. And one of them he says is, Shabbat Tammuz, the seventeenth day of Tammuz, which is today. Now, what took place on this day? Five things happened on this day. Five bad things took place on the day of Tammuz. But before he says what they are, let's review what he said. He says the idea of fasting is to open the pathways of Teshuvah and the hearts of people. To come close to Hashem. And to be able to take away the deeds, the misdeeds that caused the evil times that came upon Am Yisrael those days. Which means our deeds also, because we know any generation that the temple is not rebuilt in his time, it's as if it were destroyed in his time. Because had we been better people, we would have had the temple built at our time. Which means it must be that the same cause that was around in those 2,000 years ago is still around today. It must be really make the Shuvah enough for it. So the first thing is to wake us up to that idea to better our ways. And he says, when Moshe came down with the first set of hearts, they were broken on this day. He saw the golden calf, and then he came down on the Zambit Tammuz, and he saw and he broke the tablets. He can't give those tablets to the people, they made a golden calf. And the Qurban Tamid, we used to bring every day an Allah offering twice a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, before the evening. That's what we do, Shahid al Corresponding to those Kodbanot, sacrifices which gave Amishael a kapara every single day. A person never stayed in Yerushalayim with a sin. He was in kapara with these Kodbanot. And when they had a siege on the temple, they would, and they would let down a whole basket full of coins, of money, to the enemy. And the enemy would send up two sheep, not knowing that this sacrificing is what's keeping the enemy away from getting into the city. So finally, one revealed to them that you'll never catch a city, capture the city, if they're going to make these sacrifices. So instead, one time, when they send out the money, they put in a pork, they had a swine. And Hazel tells the story. And then Edith Hazel shook. And that was the beginning of the end, when they stopped to call them out. That's the place of this day. And then they also broke into the city wall on this day. That's the three. And also, I pressed the most. He burned the Torah scroll this day at a different time. And number five, they were stuck into the Hechal, the holy place of the Vedmatidash, an image. Five things took place on this day. And this is why he says today. Of course, these are very dumb things that took place. But let's try to understand and apply them like it's not just something which took place 2,000 years ago. You hear now slowly how these things are happening today. 
And that's her fancy. The Ruhat were broken. Ruhat also is a very big symbolism. King Solomon says in the Shneer, Proverbs, he says, Shalom Menech, Kutbem al-Ruh Nibbecha, writes, correct things and Torah on the Ruh, the tablet of your heart. So we see now that there is a reference to a heart being called a tablet. We have hearts. What's written in those hearts? What's there on the Ruhot? We know Moshe came down with two tablets. The first Ruach had five commandments between you and Hashem. I'm Hashem. No other gods. Don't carry my name falsely. Swear falsely. Keep Shabbat and honor your parents. Those are, those are the five between us and Hashem. The second five, the second tablets, don't kill, don't steal, don't do evil deeds, adultery, these things, don't be jealous, don't, don't, don't claim for, say, false witness. Those five are between a person and a fellow man. There's two tablets here we have to rectify. They were broken. Today's a day when a person has to see. Was any part of my tablet broken or missing? Is something missing in my tablets? Is the script clear on my tablets, of my heart, or there is some problem there? There's not, no clarity. Very important question today to ask ourselves today in the first day. Are my ruhots, between me and my friend, between me and Hashem, are they complete or they're being broken? That's the question today, which is a very big problem for us. Many of us can say about ourselves, I think myself, yes, my tablets I have to fix. I've got to rectify my tablets. My ruhot, I live. So on my heart, I have to make sure I think better about the second person. I don't complain to him. I thank him for what he's giving me. I try to be a better person. That's one of the things. One of the, one of the five. A lot of work to be done, boys. That's one of the five that's today. Number two, I'm saying very short. Each one could be expounded upon for hours. Number two, the Qurban Tamid was nullified. What does that mean? What does that have to do with us today? Do you go to Shaharit in the morning? Are you consistent? Are you Tamid? Do you have a Seder? Do you have a Seder Limu? Do you have a time to learn every day? Are you consistent with that Qurban to sacrifice after all? It's hard to be consistent. That's the Qurban we're talking about today. Do you go to Shaharit? Do you have a learning class? Are you consistent with getting up in the morning? Going to bed at night on, on, on a normal hour? Are you consistent with what? Big question for us. Big, big question for us. That's today's thoughts. You have a few hours left in this defense today. Think about that. Am I really Qurban Tamid? Am I willing to sacrifice to Hashem? Something to be at least constant? My Berachot? Am I constant? Do I say them real? Or do I hear one time, one time yes, one time no? I'm on and off with it. Big question. That's number two. Yerushalayim. The city was broken open. What's the city referring to? In Kohelet, King Solomon says the story 
Well, that's the story. He says, it was the city, Irkatana, there was a small city. There were a few people in that city. And a great king, strong king came, and he surrounded the city, and he put nets on the city, trapping the city in a heavy siege. And it was almost, it came to the end. And suddenly there was this yellow skin, there was this little young kid, young guy, that with his wisdom, he saved the entire city. Says Hazal, explain to us, so just explain to us, what does he sound like the stories? He says the city is referring to the person, the body, each person. And the limbs are the people in the city. And came a great king that's the evil condition, and he put a web on him, a big chains, seized the whole city. He's going to attack this guy, make him do sin. And came this, you know, this kid, this like Hazit, young guy, but a small guy. That's it, that's all. The good guy. And he said, no, don't do the sin. And he saved the city. And no one thinks about this guy. No one no, no, this guy that, do, that saved the city. It's always, who wants this? He said, I told that. But he saved the city. Our city was broken open many times. Each person has done certain wrong things. The city was almost captured many times by people. And then the answer that wants us to do better and he wants to save us. But I think about that today. Is our world complete? Is it busted open in a few areas? Our world, that's, that's, that's ourselves. Did we do some wrong things? Did we do enough good things, Hashem? Can we do better things, Hashem? Is there more to do? The city's broken into them. Number four, Apostolos burned the Torah. That's a much more open message to us, of course. You don't want to burn the scroll to burn the Torah, like the Nazis did. No. Or Apostolos did. No. But just not doing what we have to do, it's like burning the scroll. It's like burning the scroll. We don't do it that way. It sounds too extreme. But that's really what it's all about. You don't got to do a very great disaster to burn the scroll. Now, Shem says, I want you to do this. You don't do that, so the scroll doesn't mean anything. What's the scroll mean? What's the scroll? There's 600,000 letters in the Torah. That's what it says. Really, it's not. There's much less. It's about half, maybe. But the Yonim said it's 200 years, it's 200 years ago. They don't talking about it. Some say they mean that each letter can be broken into different letters. Like Aleph is three letters. Aleph is three letters. Or the breaks between letters and letters. There's different tracking in that, but that's what it says. And it means that each neshama of Am Israel is connected to one letter of the Torah. Each Jew has its nourishment from the Torah. Tibusha, holiness. But let's say you're not happy with your friend, let's say even. You don't see eye to eye with him. So the letter that your friend's connected to in your scroll is not there. So your scroll's burned. It's basul. What does it make if there's a burnt scroll or it's missing a letter? Missing a letter is basul. It's not kosher. You can't read it. Kosher, man. I mean, we do. It's got basul. Don't kosher. If, you don't, if you're missing a letter in your scroll, it's burned. I'm not going to go far to burn a scroll. You hate your friend, your scroll's burned. You don't care about a ceramic spa, it's called burned. 
that's a very open message. We gotta we gotta get the Torah kosher today. We gotta we gotta work on the Torah now. See that we have all the letters. It's in the kosher scroll. And number five, there's an image put in the hechal. How important is this? What's the hechal of a person? What's the hechal? A person's home, a person's body, a person's own roof is a bit of Magdash, where Hashem wants to rest upon us. That's clear in many places. In Hazar. What's the holiest place a person is his mind? That's your Hechal. That's your mind. The Neshama is in the mind. The Neshama is in the mind. What do you have in the mind? Is there an image in that mind? Whether it be an image, kosher image, unkosher image, not clean image, or bad thought about somebody, or bad thought about something, there's an image put in the hechal. That's a terrible thing. Like Harabab writes, the king of all the body, of the organs, is the head, the mind. What's in that mind? Is there an image that doesn't belong there? That's number five. I just can't say the old church just now. But now we see that this day is not just a once upon a time that happened to us. It's an ongoing thing. It's, it's pertaining to this very day. It applies right now, and it needs work and rectification. Otherwise, with our temple. We want a temple back. We want to be those good old times back. We got to work on these five things. God was telling us a message. These five things happened 2,000 years ago. What does that mean? We just heard that it's for sure pertaining to us today. Uh huh. Uh huh. How much it does pertain to us? How much work has to be done? It's in the long one day. But at least we started in three weeks. We're going to start and take a program. We're going to try to do better. We're going to try to fix up our hearts. Those broken tablets. We're going to try to be more consistent in our serving of Hashem, in our Torah learning. We're going to try to close the breaches in our bodies, in our city. We're, trying, we're going to try to get our Torah checked by the Sofer. Oh, maybe it's missing a few letters, maybe. Maybe it's, maybe it's missing a few pages. It's burned. We'll buy a new Torah, maybe. And of course, we're going to try to clean up our minds and put more Kharas Baruch inside the head. More good comes in, more bad goes out. All human beings, what can we do? But that's what we have to do. And as we just said before, those who work on themselves these few weeks, it's not just three weeks now. You're going to get, you're going to get a entry ticket for the three weeks coming in a few weeks and six weeks from now. Hold. In a very small, short time, in Rosh Hashanah, you want to get in with Hashem then, he's going to say, oh, I remember this guy. In that hot summer afternoon, all people on the beach, and this guy was thinking about me. He hosted me in his home. He hosted me in his mind. He hosted me in his heart, in his neshama. Oh, get him in. Give him a good year. Get this guy in. He's one of my guys. I was out in the field. I know where to be. And he took me in. He gives the guy wants. That's what it'll be later on. I tell you something else. That's what it is. That's the message, boys. Let's take upon ourselves today something just to fast 
As your Lord said, if you finish the fast and you don't think to at least do something, it was a waste. That's fair. The suffer. It's to wake up, like the Ramah tells us, to awaken our hearts. You hear that song, it should be Hashem's will, that we should wake up today. That was a Sunday day, you know what, good, wow. But take a few minutes. Open a sefer, get close to Hashem. Think about what's going on today. What was fasting for? What just said. Hear the speech, review the work he said, and you will get a lot out of it. You'll get so much, we can't believe how much you get. Come forward a little bit, Hashem says, I'm going to open for you the great gate, and these three weeks will become the greatest time of year for us. The close to our but who will be able to, and be zuchir, to have Hashem amongst us, and that itself will bring back the temple. Amen.